This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space. How have card skimming incidents and techniques evolved, and what new threats can the industry expect to face in 2011? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here today with security veteran John Pierce of ADT Security Services. John, before we jump into the line of questions, could you give our audience a little primer on card skimming? And I guess I'm going to just kind of explain what I'm getting at here. When I talk to sources in the industry and we talk about card skimming generally, we often include incidents that revolve around the interception of card details. Can you explain a little bit about how these new technologies are kind of fitting into the overall definition of card skimming? Tracy, happy to do that. Um, You picked up on an important point when it comes to the burgeoning area of electronic crime in in banking and other in retail and in other areas uh, when it comes to the case of skimming in particular here in card skimming uh, what we have to recognize is that there is a physical contact at the, at the beginning of the skimming episode in which the magnetic stripe data the personal financial data of the cardholder is actually skimmed by the skimming device and or the PIN information contained by the um, miniature cameras that are placed in the vicinity of the ATM just as surely as the card is legitimately uh, used in the ATM to record the transaction. So there is physical contact in the sense that MagStripe is the medium that allows skimming to take place. Bluetooth technology is the new method of distribution in which the data is wirelessly sent to the cyber criminals around the corner who now are downloading up to 2,500 transactions of video footage of PIN entry from PIN cameras as well as the card skimming devices which are downloading all of the personal financial information from the card itself, which includes, um, in addition to the MagStripe information, uh, the CVC information, which is the verification codes uh, that are part of the card, the two to three digit codes that we're asked to address when we make a retail transaction with the card. So this is how the actual information is transferred, and Bluetooth is just the current methodology to make that happen. And let me ask you, John, when we maybe do a comparison to some of the old ways that these fraudsters were transmitting card details versus the new ways, how prevalent is Bluetooth technology or wireless technology that transmits those card details? Certainly, uh, wireless, in particular, Bluetooth is much more prevalent these days. Um, the older days, and here we're talking about three years ago, four years ago, is the old days. All of that data was contained on the device itself, which made sure it was a larger device placed on the machine. Now with today's Bluetooth technology, the actual skimming devices can be much more miniaturized, smaller, more advanced, with more capacity, and Bluetooth is just a medium that pushes it out instantaneously to the receptacle, which is the laptop around the corner. The smaller those devices are, the easier they are for the fraudsters to hide. And one thing I wanted to ask you about relates to maybe some of these trends that you're seeing as far as card skimming is concerned and some of the the technologies that they're using. And I wanted to talk about not just what we're seeing in the United States, but perhaps what we're seeing throughout the world when it comes to card skimming. Card skimming, particularly ATM card skimming, has has been taking place probably for the last eight to ten years. Uh, Principally started in Europe 
we've seen uh, an extension of that in the U.S. based on the mag-stripe systems that we have here versus the European systems as they have converted successfully in their card payment systems to EMV or so-called chip-and-pin technology. Uh, since EMV chip-and-pin technology has been instituted throughout Europe, there has been a decline over the last two years in skimming uh, ratios, skimming attacks. Um, unfortunately, uh, we're starting to see the ability for technology at the criminal end to pick up on that, to create a greater uh, resiliency against that skimming technology. But here in the U.S., where we are entirely uh, magstripe-based, we're really at the vulnerability of the, the cyber criminals who recognize nowhere soon uh, is the U.S. going to convert its entire card payment system to an other than uh, magstripe technology. And you kind of answered my next question, John, which was what unique challenges does the U.S. market face, especially when we take a look at the lingering magnetic stripe and some of the card yeah. technology that we're using here? That's right, Tracy. I mean, um, it is a unique challenge that ATM managers, here I'm talking about financial institutions in particular, as well as retailers who manage and own ATM networks, have as to how they balance out the size of the crime, which is growing exponentially each of the last four years in particular, especially when they're realizing um, they're working in the same platform of magnetic stripe. So how they're getting through that is is constantly coming up with new ways to train their staffs, orient their staffs, orient their, and educate their customers as to the problem at the, at the card reading end, at the ATM end, as well as to deploy companies to create technology that can help uh, avert and mitigate, to help mitigate the process. Now, John, I know that ADT, you know, often focuses on branch security, working with financial institutions, and, but I did want to ask a question about ATM skimming because we oftentimes in the industry make a, a difference between on-premises or in-branch ATMs and those ATMs that are located off-premises or in retail locations. I think the perception in the industry oftentimes is that retail ATMs are perhaps less secure, but in reality, and you and I have spoken about this, the ATMs that happen to get hit most often are the ones that have the highest transaction volume. And those that have the highest transaction volume are oftentimes the ATMs that are located on premises, actually in branch locations. How do you help to explain that to the industry or how do you help to get that, that information out to the industry and, and what types of measures or different measures are you seeing institutions take or retailers take or both to help combat fraud at some of these ATMs? That has been, Tracy, an important distinction between retail and branch ATMs in the past. Um, unfortunately, the, the cyber criminals don't make the distinction. Their, their keen interest is in always their business people at the end of the day. So they're always going for the greatest return on their investment of their skimming inventory. They're looking, as you pointed out, for the high volume, high transaction ATMs, which uh, they don't care whether they are at a airport or a, an airport ATM, a mall ATM, or a drive-up ATM in a, a banking operation. They're looking for that greatest uh, application of their technology, which according to the Secret Service is netting an average of at least $33,000 in losses per uh, skimming transaction per ATM, which is a significantly increased figure from just two or three years ago. But I think what what banks in particular are starting to do is to recognize 
and starting to train and orient their teams and their staffs against the problem. And how are retailers and bankers working together perhaps to curb fraud or what measures are you seeing bankers take to educate retail locations about ATM skimming? We're starting to see uh, a variety of educational uh, aspects taking place, particularly from the, the banking institutions. Not only the, um, the training and procedures of their branch teams, who will, in many cases, be instructed to conduct individual ATM inspections on a daily basis. They'll have actual recorded images of what the fascia of the ATM is to look like, so they can quickly do a personal inspection of the ATM area. They will use a surveillance systems to aid in that pattern, which are trained just on the ATM and the vestibule area. Most recently, I've seen in terms of education, uh, the usage of uh, decals that are public disclosure decals from financial institutions that are designed to fit snugly against the card reader slot of this bank's ATMs with a public notice that be aware of what ATM skimming consists of, what it can look like, and if any part of this decal is obscured by any kind of foreign device, please call the following 800 number. So it's a very good um, deterrent, not only to prevent the crime, but also to educate their cardholders on the, uh, the nature of the crime among the ATMs. Now, I'd like to kind of take a step back and maybe look at the overall fraud picture from a higher level. And I'd like to ask, John, where does ATM-related or, I should say, card-skimming fraud fit into this overall fraud pictures that financial institutions are dealing with in today's marketplace? Well, sure. Um, electronic fraud is the fastest-growing part of the white-collar, blue-collar trend among financial institutions. Uh, we've already reported that uh, the Secret Service reports at least a billion dollars in fraud-related losses, which makes it one of the highest and certainly the fastest-growing component of electronic crime. I'm also looking at some other reports that uh, remind me that, that card skimming is considered a top three concern in terms of severity of losses. And thirdly, I think uh, when, you, when you look at the fact that uh, Gartner, which is a great uh, market research firm, reported that just at mid-last year, 2010, fraud from counterfeit debit cards, which was principally uh, initiated by skimming attacks, was up 100% from the year before. Uh, all strongly suggest how this is exponentially a growing problem among our, uh, our ATM networks and any of our MagStripe card-based outlets. And what solutions technologies are out there, John, and what do you see banks and credit unions investing in to help kind of curb these fraud trends? Yes, Tracy, there are a number of technologies, um, combination of detection and prevention technology that are uh, installed within the ATM, out of sight of the user and out of sight of the criminal, which serve two functions through advanced electronics, both to help prevent the crime from taking place by rendering the skimming card reader useless against the downloading of data, as, as well as to provide a detection technology that senses the presence of any mass of device that would be placed in and around the card reader slot. Those two forms of detection and prevention 
uh, from a technology standpoint, uh, the centerpiece of a good anti-skim program. It's also aided in the fact that we have to bundle and add more layers of security, and therein lies the importance of video surveillance to help uh, go back and sync up to the crime so that now law enforcement can be aided in the investigation. This is a very difficult crime to investigate. It eats up a lot of soft costs that bank security departments have to exert against it because it's such an invisible, uh, almost a floating crime. Is it your card? Is it my card? Is it your ATM, my ATM? Whose ATM is it? Very difficult to investigate, but surveillance helps us pinpoint the nature of the criminal, the identity of the criminal, to help uh, start to bring some of these uh, cyber criminals to justice. I think it's been reported that the Secret Service has experienced over 5,000 arrests in the last four years for skimming attacks alone, and I think this just speaks to the nature and the growth explosion of the crime. And in closing, John, I'd like to go back to talk a little bit about some of the history of skimming. Of course, it is something that's been around for quite some time relative to some of the new emerging fraud threats that we've seen in the online environment. But as we look out to 2011 and we watch this type of skimming fraud kind of evolve and change, what do you see as being the top ATM skimming concerns, threats, and trends that financial institutions should be concerned about? Well, I think the the top threats have to be uh, the increased use of technology. As that advances uh, from the cyber criminal standpoint, it makes it increasingly more difficult to to mitigate. Crime, as you know, Tracy, reaches its own level of resistance, and uh, the cyber criminals are really uh, stretching the boundaries of uh, the kinds of attacks they're able to execute against mag strike conditions, particularly in the U.S. Um, it's got to be a situation in which our our major ATM enterprises, our major banks, are, have to spend, and they are spending more time in orienting their staffs, their teams, using technology to counter the explosion of this crime uh, because invariably it comes back to impact uh, uh, re- relational conditions with their customers. So I think it's it's mostly taking a hard look at the reality that this crime is going to continue to grow. What are the steps that can be taken through technology and other trainings and other education solutions to help mitigate and curb the crime? John, I'd like to thank you again for your time today. Thank you, Tracy. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Again, we've just heard from John Pierce of ADT Security Services. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten. This podcast has been brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.BankInfoSecurity.com.